The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Hey, Brendo, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Steven Larson, available wherever podcasts can be found. This, of course, this, this of course is Matt Chat. That's right. It's the show where we... Chat likes hell of a thing, huh? Man, oh man, let me tell you what. Uh, we solicit the questions from our $20 patron friendos. That's right, at patreon.com forward slash Steven Larson. If you want to get your video question here on Matt Chat, it's really simple. Just go there, pledge 20 bucks. And uh, and then, yeah, send us your question uh, and then actually give us your money. Uh, so it's great. We have uh, actually technically first. The money comes first, then the question. I think aren't they, aren't they able to just like say they were giving us money and then do questions? Well, I don't, I don't, it's kind of like a question I don't want to answer. <laughs> <laughs> we're also available. Uh, we have a bunch of reward tiers over there on the Patreon. Go check it out. Uh, <laughs> so anyways. We've got a bunch of great questions. We do. Today. They're all great. They're all great. Uh, we're coming up on SummerSlam in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Uh, so we've got some questions about that. AEW. Uh, the presumptive main event, of course, will be Seth Rollins versus Brock Lesnar for Universal Championship. And uh, uh, Matt Chat Hall of Famer, Christopher Rampersad, has a question about that match. Uh, all right. So take it away, Christopher. Okay. Hello, Stephen Larson. So my question is I feel like they haven't been building Seth Rollins right. Do you believe. That Seth Rollins is going to take that belt off of Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam? Or who do you think will take that belt off of Brock Lesnar? I think Kevin Owens, if they build him right. But I don't know at this point. I'm so tired of Brock having this belt. And they make Seth a very big nerd. Look what happened Monday. Oh my god, I was I was in so much pain watching that whole show. And Seth looked like a nerd. He didn't look like a champion. You know, Austin, Triple H, none of these guys, or even Johnson will do stuff like this. Thank you, Christopher. Thank you, Christopher. Take it away, Steve. Uh, so if the question is, will Seth Rollins beat uh, Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam? Is that the question? That's, that's the first part of it. Okay. No. 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 Look, man, here's the problem. I I, actually, I kind of have like a half conspiracy theory about oh, this. Hit me with it. Here we go. Hit me. Hit me. So who do we know Vince McMahon wants to be the man in WWE? Urban Reigns. Right. Who, for the most part right now, is kind of the man in WWE? Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins, right. Well, what if they wanted to pull a switcheroo and uh, and they said, hey, how, how can we make Roman Reigns the man and Seth Rollins, you know, not the man? Well, he, here's an idea. You, you turn Seth Rollins into kind of a douchebag. You have him go out and uh, basically attack fans for being stupid and uh, and presumptive and uh, well curious, <laughs> <laughs> and curious, and you run him down and you go out there and you you're putting up this facade of I'm the guy defending the company, but in reality you're just going to come off like a big dorky douchebag. We do little Easter egg hidden things like have DX and the Click hug while you stand on the outside of them looking like a lost puppy. Yeah. Nobody likes that. No, you you you, sh- you make Becky Lynch kind of cuck him out a little bit. <laughs> 
and slap him on the ass and and really act like you don't care about him while he's all goofy eyed towards you. You basically make Seth unappealing as a human per, as a human being. All right, uh, and that in turn will maybe then make people want to go back to oh no, now we want Roman again. Roman's like a real man. He's not coming out in Avengers themed gear. That's what we want. Uh, it's maybe that maybe that's the plan. Maybe that's what they're trying think, to do. I right think now. you're reading way too much into it. Oh, I'm reading way too much. Anyways, into it. if, now, if not Seth, then who? Well, here's the thing. Seth hasn't proven to be a draw. He hasn't proven to be a guy that people will tune in for. And I, I kind of think that that's why he's not going to get it back at SummerSlam. That they don't know. I don't. There's. I don't think they know. I don't think they understand. I think they're going to keep on giving Brock a lot of money to be their top champion, especially heading into this uh, uh, Fox deal, uh, the, the the SmackDown on Fox thing. I think that's still going to be the thing. I think people are going to keep on trying to take him down. And as soon as uh, some face. Uh, starts gaining a lot of traction. Maybe they'll understand. They've, they've. I don't want to say buried, but they certainly have hampered any number of people coming into the company or trying to get up into the company. They've put the okay. So take Alistair Black for example. Mm-hmm. We can say Alistair Black did not have an impressive debut. It was that weird, like they brought up all four of the oh, big yeah, NXT yeah, guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, it, was, it wasn't. It wasn't impactful. I wouldn't say it wasn't impressive because he and Ricochet were a hell of a tag team, put some really good matches, but it yeah. wasn't impactful. Yeah. Um, and you know, he was in that room for a long time talking about people wanting to fight him, and then he fought Cesaro. He wasn't even on TV this past week. Uh, Ricochet has actually had a much more impactful. I'll just say Ricochet. I'm going to say Ricochet. Uh, all that DX stuff was meant for him if he didn't get that elbow infection. Um, uh, they have actually treated him like a million bucks. He already has carried the U.S. championship. Mm-hmm. He's probably going to be, I'm assuming he'd be back into a high-profile feud with the club. Um, so that's going to be a big deal. Uh, maybe if they if they push him, because I think Ricochet's had a fairly decent impact upon his arrival to main roster. Um, but they just, they have not built it. They have, they have shown a distinct lack of uh, being able to build anybody to that level. It's a chronic inability to create new stars. Yes. Yeah. And it's not just new stars. It's new superstars. Because yeah, that's what I meant to say. everybody superstars. is sort of at the same middling level. They all just sort of get misused a little bit. But because of the level of their talent, people still like them. Like Samoa Joe, for example. He could have been a guy to take the title off of Samoa Joe easy. But they just job him out all the time. Yeah, he's what they he's he's just sort of at the good hand spot. Yeah, everybody is just sort of there. Oh, they could do cool stuff, but they don't, and you're left with nobody. Yeah, you're left with nobody. Uh, is Seth going to win at SummerSlam? No, it just doesn't make sense. Have Brock cash in on him, hold the belt for three weeks, only for Seth to win the title back. I don't see the 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 narrative arc there, which would lead to any sort of cathartic, exciting victory on Seth's part. Um, if that was the idea, they're going to have some sort of huge shocking win where someone actually bested Brock in a fair one-on-one fight. That should have happened at WrestleMania when Seth won instead of having him kick him in the front area, uh, I think twice, and then four stomps. Uh, May I say something real quick? Uh, uh, with regards to that, it wouldn't surprise me if that might have been the plan to have, well, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. See, here's the thing. If Seth's universal title reign from Mania to SummerSlam, or from Mania to the cash-in, had been a resounding success, then I could still see them taking this path and giving Seth the clean win at SummerSlam. Totally, totally. That would have made total sense. But when he had the title, nobody cared. Nobody tuned in. Nobody tuned in. Sorry, go ahead. No, I agree with that. 
I, I, I guess I mean in terms of having Brock cash in just to win it. And then, and it's not as if that cash in unlocked some uh, second gear for Seth. Right. You know, when he showed up on Raw this week, he seemed in a pretty jovial mood. Yeah. Doing a really lousy Brock impression. Uh, having a smile on his face it wasn't like he was double intense. He was more intense when he had the title, when he was running around with that chair, you know, yeah, 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 beating yeah, yeah, everybody yeah. up. He Baron was more stuff. intense yeah. then. So it doesn't make it doesn't make any sense. Like the 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 narrative arc doesn't seem to lead to Seth reclaiming that title. So Brock's going to carry that Universal Championship for a while. If there's any person, and you've mentioned his name already, that's going to be the man that gets that conclusive, clean, decisive victory over Brock. It's going to be Roman Reigns, maybe at Mania. Um, uh, it, it makes sense. Uh, they're keeping Roman like way out of the title picture. Yeah. Probably for a very good reason. Um, so it doesn't feel like for the, it'll feel like for the better part of the year, he hasn't been pushed upon the audience. Uh, he can engender uh, a following and goodwill, uh, reasonably organically, uh, outside of any sort of title scene. And then, uh, he can come back around to it, uh, early 2020, should he win the Rumble, or uh, they can motivate that match any number of ways. Yeah. Um, have a SmackDown, or I guess he is a SmackDown star. Not that it really matters anymore. Um, have someone else win the, the, the Rumble and go after the WWE title and have him uh, take on Brock at Mania for that Universal Championship. It would, it would feel, people would be okay with it, I think. But, man, could you imagine if they actually, if, if you have Paul Heyman, who obviously is, is, you know, Brock's advocate in real life and on TV. But he's also apparently pretty close to Roman Reigns. He's known his yeah, family true. for a long time. And, and, and I know, so, sorry, Paul has had his hands in the creative in the past in terms of anything related to Brock and Roman. But for him to have full control of it, uh, maybe allow Roman to be Joe mm-hmm. instead of this forced upon Roman yeah, Reigns character. Dude, what, what I was going to say is... Anyway. I kind of feel like Heyman might be one of the guys really pushing Ricochet also. Oh, yeah, I heard he's, he's really into Ricochet. And it, if if they decided to go with Ricochet, who I think is, like I said, made has made a big impact to this point, I think it'd be very interesting to see Paul Heyman handle a, a David and Goliath-type situation with Ricochet and Brock Lesnar. I think Ricochet would get the biggest pop oh, maybe ever if that happened. Um, I, 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 would, I would be – I would like to see if, if, if Heyman had – his entire way with Roman. And we know that Vince has been heavily involved with Roman in the past with the stuff that really was unappealing. That was terrible. And maybe, maybe that was because Heyman didn't have his full hands on it. Hopefully that, hopefully that's the case. And hopefully it wasn't heavy Heyman back then when things Mm -hmm. were crap. Mm -hmm. Um, In any event, uh, it's, it's probably Roman. Not, I just, I have a hard time believing they looked at Seth's very, very brief universal title reign and thought, Oh yeah, this is what a a rousing success. This was, Uh, next question from Andy Nero about the G1. Mm. Hey, friendos, Stephen Larson. Uh, it's Nero with a matchup question. Uh, welcome back, Steve. I uh, hope you enjoyed the UK, and I uh, hope your sister's wedding went well. Uh, my question this week is in regards to the G1. Um, basically, I'm of the opinion that we should actually be Will winning it all. I don't like the idea of... Uh, them giving these spots to Kenta and Moxley. I know they're the big name signings that they've just brought in, but Will has been putting on pretty much the best matches in the world all year uh, consistently, um, and I think he needs to be paid out on it. Um, yeah, discuss. Tell me what you think. Take care. Too sweet. Thank you, Andy Nero. Thank you, Andy Nero. You go first. Oh, uh, no, he's not going to win this year. Um, I think for him, this, even though he's been, on, been put on incredible matches, 
all year long. Uh, he is at least in the in the conversation to be best wrestler in the world right now. Will Ospreay, that is. Um, but I don't think it's it's he's still dealing with the storyline of junior heavyweight moving up to heavyweight, uh, taking part in the most grueling tournament in the world as a heavyweight uh, for the first time. Uh, that's kind of his story right now. He's in the middle of the pack. He's got two points. He's, he's only one and one three. three. Yeah. yeah. So he that's the story he's he he's he's on right now. Um. So no, I don't think he's going to win it this year. Um, maybe next year. Maybe in a couple of years. Jay White's at he won. He just won his last match. Oh, he did. Yeah, okay. he just won. He beat uh, Jeff so Cobb like last night or something. Yeah, he beat Jeff Cobb last night. Jay White did. Oh, this is July twenty. What the heck? But I guess uh, Jay White's first three matches were all against Chaos members, and he lost all of them, which is pretty funny. <laughs> that is pretty funny. Um, so no, I don't think Will Ospreay uh, should win. That's not the story he's he's they're telling with him right now. Um, that's Kenny Omega's not in the field. <laughs> what is this last year? Oh, yeah, it's last Jesus year. Um, I think it'd be kind of interesting. I don't know if it's been done before. I'm no uh, New Japan uh, historian. Yeah. If Okada won it, I don't know if the the defending champion has ever won the G1. You know, and the, in that scenario, he gets to pick his his challenger mm-hmm. for Wrestle Kingdom. Um, it's a different dynamic. It would bring you know we we've had Okada reborn. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he showed up with the shorts back on at Wrestle Kingdom, even though he lost to Jay White. He eventually beat him for the heavyweight title at G1 Supercard. And to see uh, Okada back at full strength, dominating New Japan, uh, winning the G1, and handpicking his challenger for Wrestle Kingdom to be something different, to be something interesting. So that's never happened. A champion, since they uh, got the title shot involved in the G1, that's mm-hmm. never happened. Uh, Kaiji Mudo and uh, Sensuke Sasaki. Uh, both won G1s as champions in 1995 and 2000, respectively. But that was prior, prior to, to the Wrestle Kingdom slot. Okay. So that'd be interesting, a different dynamic where, you know, and maybe in that, if that's the case, then uh, Okada could say, well, who gave me the my toughest fight in the G1? Will Ospreay. Mm-hmm. I beat you, but you were my toughest opponent. Uh, I'd like to see what we can do, main event Wrestle Kingdom. Let's give it a go. Yeah. Uh, where's Naito right now? He's he's in Mox. No, he's in. Yes, he's in Moxley's bracket, I believe. Cause he just beat. He lost to Yano though. He lost. Oh yeah, I know, but that was a goof. He no, just, I'm not saying. I'm just saying in terms. He of He just the beat uh, Ishi, I mm-hmm, think. Mm-hmm, Which look, mm-hmm. I only saw gifts from it. Yeah, look great. But holy moly! So okay, uh, in my it's probably going to be Naito. He seems to be back on the upswing. Mm-hmm. Um, this might be finally the year where he wins it, goes on to Wrestle Kingdom, and maybe actually wins. Um, in my opinion, who should win it is Zack Saber Jr. I think that he is terrific. He's my favorite wrestler on the planet right now. I think uh, he's one in three. I think. Um, but he's he's very he can't concentrate right now because the UK just elected uh, Boris uh, Johnson as their prime minister. So yeah. it's very understood. But maybe, you know, so he he really should in order to bring more eyeballs to that very interesting issue. He should be winning it. But uh, now it's, it's probably going to be Naito. Um, that wouldn't surprise uh, me. Right now, Naito has four points in the B block middle of the pack. OK, well, uh, Mox is uh, has a lead right now. in B block. He's got eight. Juice, second with six. Really? Yeah. Jeez. I wonder if Mox might actually win B-Block. 
uh, and then uh, Ishii, Yano, Shingo, and Naito and Taichi all are tied with four. Over in A block, we have Kenta and uh, Okada atop it with eight. Lance Archer, Evil, Tanahashi, Kota Ibushi all with four. And then Bad Luck Fale, Sonata, Will Ospreay all with two. I thought Zack Sabre Jr. won a match. Uh, he did. He won against Fale. That's what I thought. Why do they yeah. still have zero here? That's because that is probably old. Um, I think I, I'm, I'm predicting right now that the final is going to be, uh, looking at it now, Kenta versus Naito. Interesting. That's my Naito's got to go on a run then. Uh, yes, I think he will. Well, let's see what the he final. Had, he had like a big, he had like a, it was like the main event. He had like a big speech. Let's see what the final, usually we have, a, you get a pretty good indication of what the last couple matches. You mean? Yeah. Like the last match, <clears throat> the last a block, last nine of a block matches before the finals. Well, you got Juice versus Mox, and they're one and two on B Block. Um, considering that Moxley beat Juice for the U.S. title, it would make sense for Juice to pick up that win, mm-hmm. and maybe in the process, maybe be spoiler. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, but who else is in? Yeah, yeah. So then you get you get Naito versus Jay White. Mm-hmm. Jay White's in the bottom half of the rankings, mm-hmm. so Naito has to go to run. But in A Block. You got Okada and Kota Bushi, Tanahashi. Like usually, the way they book it, there's like a huge match in one of these. Like yeah. it's obvious that, like last year was Okada and, and Tanahashi. Boy, Okada versus Ibushi, something else, and then Ibushi can play spoiler there. Mm-hmm. That's that, that makes sense. And then Kenta versus Zack Saber Junior. Zack Saber Junior. can take a loss. He's taking a lot of them. Yeah, or he can play spoiler for Kenta, get his one win by denying Kenta. Yeah, it could be. It's shot in the final scene. There's something. There's so much going on. Lots of great stories. Exactly. Lots of moving parts. Can you imagine trying to book that crap every year? Oh, boy. Oh, I know. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Your words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. 
repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Uh, speaking of a lot of moving parts, uh, got a question here from Rich Nason about re- what wrestling is going to look like in the future. In the year 2000. With the landscape of wrestling changing dramatically over the next three months with the start of AEW, the Fox deal with SmackDown and everything happening, um, where do you see the landscape in five years? We're talking like WrestleMania 40 season. Do you believe by then AEW is folded and some of the major stars like your Kenny Omegas and your um, the Young Bucks have come over to WWE? Just fantasy book really quick. Where do you think the landscape is going to be in five years? I know it's a little long-term thinking, but WCW's run lasted about five years. So, let me know what you think. Thank you, Rich. Thank you, Rich. So, what's wrestling going to look like in five years, Steve? I think it's going to be... Here's a blanket statement. I think it's going to look better than it does now. I think that... Here's the thing. New Japan's expansion is only going to increase. It's going to be more but better out here in the West. Um, I think that... uh, uh, AEW will have been around for five years. That's going to be very interesting to see how many people they can poach from WWE, how many people in WWE are going to be sitting around collecting their paycheck thinking, well, this is well and good, but I really want to be creative. I want to go out there and do stuff in the world, and AEW gives me that chance. So it would be kind of interesting to see who in WWE now uh, will be, <laughs> that are just signing their extensions right now, will be up for uh, their contracts to be done with mm-hmm. in five years. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's going to be interesting. AEW, I, I think that they're going to succeed. I think they're going to be great. Um, and uh, and I, I think that, you know, in five years, hopefully at that point, WWE will have uh, figured out their creative woes. One would hope. Five and, years uh, is a long time. It is. It's a very long time. And, uh, and, yeah, maybe they'll figure out how to make superstars and not just stars. Mm-hmm. Uh so yeah, I think it's going to be uh, you know I think it's going to be better. I think also the current sort of you know all elite wrestling is inspiring a lot of people. It's firing up the imaginations of people. I'm sure a lot of young wrestlers out there, especially or people who you know may be thinking about getting into wrestling, they see something like all elite and say, "Wow, you know, there's something out there that isn't just WWE." Um, and so a lot of people these days who might be you know younger, just coming out of high school or whatever, mm-hmm. want to get into wrestling. Five years from now, uh, you know, they might be uh, on the up and rise, on the up and coming. On the, on the rise? On the rise yes. or up and coming. Yeah. I just combined them. It's okay. Sure. Uh, WWE is going to be fine. They're a juggernaut. Uh, they may not have the, the market dominance quite to the same degree, but in five years, they're not going anywhere. Um, you know, one could hope that uh, with the, the the advent and emergence of all elite wrestling, they will kind of get their crap together. You'd think so. Uh, be inspired to... Uh, to, to a renaissance. Yes. A creative renaissance. Better creative. All elite's going to be fine, um, so long as they can maintain short-term level enthusiasm they already have. Uh, but long-term show that they are not directly in terms of ratings or monetarily compared with WB, but in terms of the quality of their product. Hey, ratings, they can be. Yeah. I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. Maybe not. Um, I, th- I think the real kind of thing that's kind of up in the air is the second-tier companies, at least here in the States. Where's Ring of Honor going to be in I don't know exactly. I don't know. I mean, they're they're going through a rebuilding process. Um, it, it was kind of huge news when they signed Jeff Cobb. 
in Roosh, but uh, from all we've heard, they're under one-year deals. Um, Cobbs, I would suspect, should be, his contract would probably be expiring shortly. Yeah. I think he signed July of last year. Um, and if Jeff Cobb were to leave, if Roosh were to leave when his contract's up, um, you know, the, their roster is already fairly depleted. It is. Um, not to mention Marty Skrull. We don't know when his contract's up. Brody King, PCO, Flip Gordon. Uh, a lot of the, the talent, it seems like there's a lot of upheaval in Ring of Honor. And if they can't restock their roster, they're going to be in trouble, especially with all lead around, especially with New Japan making uh, more and more inroads here in the States. They're going to be in trouble. Then you get to Impact. Uh, they're not going to be around five years. Probably not. They're not going to be around. They don't five have years. a TV deal apparently. No. Uh, they're relying on Twitch to get their product out there. Financially, that's not sustainable. No. Uh, it's going to come to a head where either they got to take, they got to find a TV deal, or they're probably going to have to go out of business. Yeah. Anthem, at least, you know. Yeah. So it's it's WB's going to be fine. I feel like All Elite's going to be fine. They're going to be going at it competitively, um, and and the hope from that is yes, Renaissance, creative Renaissance. It's not going to be Attitude Era, Monday Night Wars status as far as popularity. I don't think it's ever going to happen again. But, you know, the, the competition can generate more interest and hopefully uh, more, more popularity for pro wrestling across the board. But I think it's the second-tier companies that are really going to find uh, that they're struggling for talent, for eyeballs, for money, for distribution. Uh, that's going to be where the struggles, I think, are really going to happen. Yeah. And the independents are going to be fine because people could turn out for local wrestling. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's where talent's... Developing, yeah, they're going to keep on paying their guys fifty bucks and mm-hmm. sorry, twenty dollars and a hot dog. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think it'll be. I think yeah, I think everything you said is correct. Uh, next, we got a question from Davy Scott. Hey, friendos, bit of uh, alternative history for you here. Do you think had HBK not obliterated his back at the Rumble in the eight, that the Attitude Era landscape would have changed at all? I mean, we all know now that after WrestleMania fourteen, Stone Cold's rise to megastardom started its upward trajectory but had Michael still been there would that have been the case as there would have been another top guy to share the spotlight with and for all intents and purposes Michaels was the top guy he had the belt and had Michaels not been forced to retire due to his injury would he still be around would his demons have caught up with him I'd like to hear your thoughts too sweet hearty handshake lean Thank you, Davy Scott. Thank you, Davy. Um, so, Larson, you're the you're the bigger HBK. I'm a big fan of HBK, but you you used to make mixtapes, best stuff, best stuff. HBK and sell best them on stuff. eBay. You pirate you? No, I didn't sell them on eBay. I'd buy I'd buy tapes on eBay and make my own tapes. Oh, I never okay. sold them on eBay. That's too much work. Are you sure about I mean, that? I didn't want. I thought I thought you sold them I might on eBay. I didn't want. Oh, okay. Um, but anyways. Uh, 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 how much would the Attitude Era really have to, A lot? You I think, think it would so? change a lot because I don't know. I mean, I guess it all could have happened similarly, and then you have the added bonus of having HBK still on the roster. However, if he didn't, for him from a personal standpoint, if he hadn't retired, I don't know if he would have kind of cleaned himself up. That's true. Because um, by every indication, he was a bit of a mess around that time. And he even what he was supposed to come back around like Mania seventeen, I think, and he was such a mess that they sent him home. Mm-hmm. I was like, I forget the exact story, but that was like the gist of it. Yeah. Um, um, so that would have been an issue from a personal level for him. So I think he needed that break to get himself right. Um, as far as the product, Austin would have won at WrestleMania fourteen regardless. I mean, that was the direction the company was headed in, but. 
you saw in direct aftermath of HBK's loss. And again, they could have found a way to, for this all to play out um, with HBK out. Uh, that allowed Triple H to step up as leader DX, become a, 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 a huger star in his own right. Um, and if Michaels was there, yeah, the possibility could exist. They could have had a power struggle for DX now that Michaels wasn't champion, but that's not a certainty. Um, that might have uh, kind of held back Triple H a little bit before you know, from becoming the major star he eventually was. Plus, you have an a, additional main event player to incorporate into everything. Uh, it, I don't think him being around necessarily from a wrestling standpoint would have been a detriment because he's one of the best in-ring performers of all time. However, it w- I think it really would have changed th- how things played out during the Attitude Era. I'm not saying for better or worse. I think that things would have been significantly different i think okay so like storyline wise yeah i think things would have been different i think you 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 made one point that i think is probably true triple h's future probably would have been the most in doubt that's kind of obvious um although i think that given what you said initially about hbk would he would he would have would he have cleaned up would have he been a bit more desperate in his politi in his politicking but i mean you know we we both heard stories about Look, nothing, no amount of politicking was ever going to stop the ascent of The Rock. Mm-mm. Stone Cold was on another level. Um, you know, mankind, I don't think much would have changed with how they handled him, Taker, Kane. Um, yeah, he would. HBK would have been another main event level guy um, who I, I think this we might have had. You know, I think you called it. I think they would have had, if not a DX power struggle, I think they would have done that. I really do. I think that if you see Triple H was pretty antsy after the first year or so to ditch DX and be his own guy. Mm -hmm. I think the lessons he learned from HBK in terms of politicking and, you know, eventually romancing Stephanie McMahon. I don't think that was part of his politics. Yeah, I think they probably made a real love connection. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think that wouldn't have necessarily halted his ascent. And you never know, maybe HBK. You know, this, this, maybe this. There could be a question of would that one other main event level guy have caused one of the main event level guys there to jump over to WCW. That's possible. And the other thing to consider is if there was another main event level guy there, would that have clogged up the main event picture so much that it wouldn't have allowed anybody else to move up to the main event? Someone like Kurt Angle. Mm, yeah. Someone like Chris Jericho coming mm-hmm. in. Uh, uh, Chris Benoit, Eddie Greer. I know they happened a bit later. At, at the same time, though, they were so... Vince was so good at juggling all those huge yeah. names. Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. That I don't think one additional guy, even though it was HBK and he was seemingly a force backstage to reckon with, I don't think that would have messed with two. I mean, at the same time, it's like, man, as great as the Triple H HBK feud was after his return, imagine getting that back mm-hmm. then yeah, with two guys who really like each other, who want to help each other out. And mm-hmm. HBK, tell me HBK wouldn't have wanted Triple H to have gotten to the biggest position oh, totally, of power totally. as those well. Guys had, you know, those guys had in the click had no trouble jobbing to each other. Exactly. None. So I don't know. Maybe it would have. Maybe it would have uh, uh, helped Triple H's ascent. Maybe Entirely it would possible. have made it even faster than it was. Entirely possible. Uh, you know, I don't know. I think that uh, you know, I think things would have been different. I'm not sure how different they would have been though. 
Next, Xena64. Salutations, friendos. Uh, I recently just got a haircut and it got me thinking. Uh, it's been a while since we've seen a hair versus hair match in the WWE, so my question for the week is uh, which uh, two opponents should go uh, hair versus hair and who should uh, be the one to cut their hair and how would you book it? Uh, thanks. Goodbye. Thank you, Xena64. Hair versus hair, who you want to see? Well, uh, right now, man, I'm looking at NXT. They do some terrific gimmick matches there. War Games, that's pretty much it. Uh, uh, they've got a, a two out of three falls. Stip all stipulation matches. All stipulation up. thing. <laughs> that's kind of wonky. Um, I'm going to go with these guys here. Somebody who always does creative stuff with his hair, Velveteen Dream, whether he wears it all the way up. Or, you know, in weird, he does like, sometimes he does like the James Brown, you know, the real cool uh, style. Uh, and then Adam Cole, uh, who's got a legend. Number one, if you can do hair versus hair, you need two guys who are going to look good. Either one has to look good without that hair. I don't know about Adam Cole. I get this. I have this suspicion that if he were to cut his locks, he'd still look pretty cool. Well, he's a handsome man. He's a handsome dude. As is the Velveteen yes. Dream. I believe we've seen Velveteen Dream. When he was just Patrick Clark, he had short hair, he right? He had short hair. When yes. he wasn't tough enough or whatever, yes. he had short hair. Um, so we've seen that. Uh, <clears throat> you know, Both handsome guys. Yes. And the idea of it, given that Velveteen Dream is always about his image, uh, that could be a really fun story. Uh, Adam Cole, you know, uh, acquiescing maybe to the Dream's demands mm -hmm. of doing a hair versus hair mm -hmm. match. Uh, and then him having to sit there as they cut his hair yes, or vice versa. Yeah. I think that could be a lot of fun. Um, I know Daniel Bryan has spoken about wanting to be involved in the hair versus mask mm -hmm. match. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, I know hair hair versus hair or hair versus mask matches, of course, are, are, are a huge thing. And Lucha Libre, sure. main event of Triple Mania coming up in a couple weeks, is a hair versus mask I match. I don't want to know anything about that. Well, it's Dr. Wagner Jr. versus Blue Demon, man. I'm trying to forget it yeah. all in advance. Um I don't know how Andrade lost his mask, if he did. I think he did. Mm -hmm. uh, and I kind of was kind of hoping he would have a mask versus hair match against Rey Mysterio mm. uh, for Mania. It didn't happen. So I want to see Daniel Bryan, who we know what he looks like with no hair. Mm -hmm. He used to have no hair. Um, and Andrade. I think the match would be stellar. In terms of the match quality, I think that might be up there as tops. Oh, yeah. Tops of the list. Absolutely. Um, be steeped in tradition, and it would be great. That's the match I want to see. Daniel Bryan versus Andrade. You were looking at when? At, I think it was against Atlantis. Oh, okay. Perhaps. Oh, is that him? Is that Andrade right there? It looks like it might be. Yeah, it looks like him. Yeah. Oh, wait. Uh, go back a little bit. Gee, was just turn around. I know. There he is. Oh, yeah. Yeah, baby face Andrade right there. So, yeah, it looks like it was against Atlantis. Atlantis. <laughs> See, but there, with shorter hair, still looks great. Oh yeah, no, he's a he's a very dapper guy. Yeah. So I think that at the as you mentioned before, I think the 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 the, the, the one caveat is the two participants in this match. Uh, we both have to be pretty uh, secure or confident, knowing that uh, they got good heads. Oh, he's tapping out. Oh, yeah, tap, there man. you go. He's tapped out to Atlantis. They have good heads. Would look good with short hair. Mm -hmm. I think that's a huge thing. Uh, next, got a question from Tanner. Take it away, Tanner. Hey, friendos. Should AEW have a pay-per-view like uh, War Games or Royal Rumble or Survivor Series where it's 
the main event is almost like a gimmick match, something a bit more out of the ordinary? Or should they still stick to just kind of your uh, meat and potatoes of uh, single matches or tag team and tag team matches? Um, excited to hear your thoughts. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Tanner. Thank you, Tanner. You know what? Mm. AEW's got their their traditional gimmick match. It's on the kickoff show. Their traditional gimmick match. It's on the it's the battle royal they have. Yeah. I like how they didn't want a double or nothing where it wasn't just one person every few minutes. They came out in, in groups. Yeah. I thought that was a different approach. Yeah. Otherwise, no, I don't need any sort of war game, Survivor Series, Royal Rumble type stuff. Just give me the battle royal and let the stories play out how they will uh, in the ring. Uh, I think in terms of their 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 main show product, they're gonna keep it pretty simple. They just want to tell stories. I love gimmick matches, all of them. I'm good with anything you want. Hold on, beat the clock challenge. I want AEW to have beat the clock challenge. Give me the Chamber of Horrors match where yeah. there's a randomly an electric chair in the middle of the ring. I think that'd be terrific. What about World War Three? Yeah, sure. Why not? Who cares? I'm all for it. Uh, yeah, all, I I trust them. That they're going to do gimmick matches properly. I can really make a different pub chair. These are starting to fall apart on you, apart, huh? man. We've had these for a while now. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, man. All the gimmick matches, sure. Survivor, I don't like Survivor Series. War Games, sure. Is that the three rings, right? No, it's War Games. World War, War three. III is the three rings. Well, War Games is already a thing in NXT. You don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Royal Rumble, nah. They got their, yeah, they got their Battle Royal. But, uh,. Yeah, just go back and look at freaking WCW, all those weird things. Yeah, some, a lot of the stuff didn't work. What was that one? Uh, wild Thing. Do Wild Thing. Oh, Spin the Wheel, Make the Deal. War, it was War something. Wrestle War. Wrestle War. That was just the name of the show. I don't think it was actually a, a gimmick match. Wrestle War. Wild Thing. They're all doing the Wild, wild Thing. thing. <clears throat> the Angie's List You Know and Trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Uh, next, got a question from Gion Halili. Number one. Hey, friendos. This is Jacksonville's number one Matt Chatter and Kenny Omega's new best friend, Gion Halili. Back with another Matt Chat question. My question for this week. Uh, in Disney Springs, Orlando, Florida, they're opening up this thing called the NBA Experience, which I'm assuming is going to have, like, um, history of, like memorabilia, uh, Hall of Famer, whatever, stuff like that. What would you include in a WWE experience type deal? Um, What kind of history of would you include? Short form doc, something for the kids, a restaurant. Let me know your thoughts. This has been Jacksonville's number one. Later, guys. Thank you, Guillaume. Thank you, Guillaume. Terrible idea you got here. So a WWE experience type place. Yeah. This is like a theme park. What are we talking about here? I think so. Okay, yeah. Well, not like a full... Th- Imagine like access kind of like shrunk down a little bit okay. on like down in downtown Disney. Yeah. That All type right. of thing. So it's like a retail, large retail space. But you got to have an experience. Of course, gift shop part of it. Yeah, obviously. Uh, like uh, the Explorer Tournament in San Francisco. Yeah. Smaller. Okay. Something right. like that. 
Yeah, I mean, like, they, they've got these kind of things already, like, I guess, at Access. Don't they Don't they allow you to do, like, interviews? Like, commentate on matches. Yeah. Yeah. I love, all that stuff is really cool. Like, how about this? You got technology these days. You sit in front of a green screen like you're CM Punk. You sit down and you do a shoot interview. Right. Or you do a worked shoot promo. Pipe bomb. Pipe bomb. You do your own pipe bomb. Exactly. You do that. I, mm-hmm. I like this idea. So, back in the day, wrestling Terrible rings... Idea. Uh, they used to have like a center spring. Yeah. That just, well, over time, of course, like the rest of the mat, when you'd hit it, if you hit the direct middle, there's no give there. Well, it, 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 would, it, it, it would bottom out. It wouldn't yeah. give until it could give no more. Right. So as soon as the spring was completely compressed, it wouldn't yeah. give anymore. Yeah. yeah. That's, one, that's one of the reasons why they say Stone Cold's neck got yeah. so jacked up because there was a spring and it was right there. People, yeah. So you get, you get to bump on that. Terrible idea. Um, Any sort of bumping in a ring is a terrible idea. It's a huge liability issue. You, you know, know kids what, are be out there trying to do pile drivers to each other. You know what was the most interesting thing? Yeah, learn how to do a pile. Learn how to do a sit down pile driver. Uh, you know what the the best thing? So you have raid the WWE archives. Yeah, we went there. That was cool. Yeah, just do what we did. The coolest thing about that, to me, by far, by far, was when our tour guide showed us a box of little address books, which were Pat Patterson's booking booklets. Book sheets, yeah. Book sheets. And you, I, just, I was like, really? We didn't get a chance crap. to look through it, but yeah, they were cool. like I took a couple and put them in my back it's pocket and brought them home. Oh, it is a awesome piece of memorabilia that I own right now. <laughs> I'm joking. I didn't steal anything. Um, no, it was fascinating to, want to look at yes, them. It, yes. It's just, it's like you're looking at like, God, this is cool. Somebody wrote, like Pat Patterson freaking wrote that's cool. Yeah, have that kind of stuff on display. Yeah. That'd be fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they have they have like legitimately a museum's worth of stuff. And it's just all kind of in boxes it's laying around. It's just laying around yeah. there. It's crazy. I know. It's, it's kind of surprising they haven't tried to do any sort of Hall of Fame museum type deal. Mm-hmm. Do it in Orlando. Yeah. You know? Yeah, you got the PC there. Mm-hmm. NXT's there. Get some space, I guess, whatever. I think uh, uh, Guillaume was talking about the, the downtown Disney equivalent for Disney World. Yeah. Get some space there. Yeah. Do a restaurant museum. Just don't do, any extrav- do anything extravagant with the restaurant. Don't make it the focus. You can go there. You can go through the tour. See all the stuff. On your way out, you can get a bite to eat. Go by the gift shop. Yeah. You know, don't make it the WB New York restaurant again. Oh, no. That's what I want. Why not? Why because wouldn't you every, do that? Why wouldn't you do that? Like every uh, endeavor like that that I can think of. Marvel Place on City Walk. Oh, I loved it. Uh, WB New York. They all go out of business. Well, restaurants go out of business. Exactly. The restaurant industry is a tough one. Yeah, but here's the thing. Don't make it the focus. You can run it at a loss. It's fine. Because it's, who cares? No, that's a good idea, man. Charge 15 bucks to get in the museum. You're good. (laughs) I'd pay that. You wouldn't pay 15 bucks to go to the WB 15? Yeah, I would. Totally. That's a good deal. I was like, I'd sell this for free already. I got to touch this stuff. I know. Now it's beyond a glass case. Uh, next, we got a debuting Matt Chatter, the Mathlete Carl. Oh, the Mathlete. Take it away, Mathlete. I love it. Hey, friendos, the Mathlete Carl here. Long time, first time. Um, my question for Matt Chat this week What move should go back to only being used as a finisher? Too sweet, hearty handshake. Thank you, Carl. Thank you, Carl. Uh, Powerbomb. Powerbomb should only be a finish. I mean, I dude, that. Powerbomb. Yeah, it's Powerbomb. It's Powerbomb. I mean, Walter, Walter uses it as his finish these days. Yeah. Kevin Owens used to. I mean, like, really, it's a move that looks like you could really mess up somebody. It should be a finish exclusively. Does, when's the last time? I know, like, during his, when he started using it, the last ride was Taker's finish. Yeah. These days, it's more of a tombstone, though. 
He'll, he can't do the last ride anymore. Has he? It's been a while since he's done. I don't right? think he's tried to do it since the Mania match against Roman. Oh wow! Yeah, jeez. Then I can recall. Yeah. No. It's, yeah. It's a power bomb. Yeah, I've always loved bomb. the power bomb. It's, it's like one bomb. of my favorite moves. I know. I was trying to think of other ones like the super kick, but who cares? Pile driver. Then you bring that back. Oh, speaking of which, Stephen M has a question about other moves. Other moves. Yeah. Hey, what's going on, friends? It was great to have you back. Speaking of having you back, my match this week is what wrestling moves would you like to see return? Personally, I hate that Finn Balor doesn't do the 1916 anymore. It's a super cool move. It's an important year for Irish history. And also, like that, that elbow through the chest isn't as cool as him picking them up for the 1916. And seeing Owens bring back the stunner is always great. So is there any wrestling top five wrestling moves you'd like to see come back and wrestlers use too sweet? Thank you, Stephen M. Thank you, Stephen M. Go ahead. Pile driver. Bring that back. Like a legit pile. Those are harmless if you know how to do them. Yeah, I know. I mean, all you really got to do is sit back and the guy goes back with you and lands kind of on his shoulders on your lap. Mm -hmm. It's totally fine if you know how to do it. Like, bring back the pile driver. What the heck? They let people do the Canadian Destroyer, but they can't do like a regular powerbomb. They'll they'll do reverse Rana. Yeah, pile driver. They'll do the reverse Rana over and over again. It's way scarier. Which is super scary. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's it's weird. Do a regular pile driver? I know, it's weird. I want to see the muscle buster come back. No, no. It's such no, a cool no, looking no, move. No, 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 no. It's a great looking move. No, no, that's terrifying. There's only, as far as I know, there's only been that one. My oh, neck hurts just thinking. Horrendous injury, but there's yeah. only been that one injury that I can think of because well, it just of it. takes one, and then you got to stop doing it. Next, in a perfect world, we in in if you can guarantee everybody's health and safety, muscle buster. I think it's a really cool move. Oh sure, yeah, if you can guarantee that. Um, you mentioned pile it driver. Is a very good looking move. You mentioned pile driver. You're halfway there. I don't know if they've ever done this in WWE. I want to see a package pile driver in WWE. Didn't Owens do like a package pile driver? Not in WWE. He used to in the Indies. That was his finish. It's a package pile. He driver. brought he brought a package something. It's a package power bomb. Package power bomb. He used to do the package and just do a power bomb out of it. Oh than, yeah, okay. Rather than the pile driver. Package pile driver is such an awesome looking move. Yeah, it really is. I want to see. I want to see that in WWE. Uh, next, another new Matt Chatter, Blake Esta. Blake Esta. Hey, friendos, first time checking in here. Quick question for you. Sid has finally gotten his dream contract from WWE. It's a WWE versus AEW softball match. Who's on both teams? Of course, Sid is the captain for Team WWE. Who's on both teams and who's the captain for AEW? Two sweet, hearty handshake. Y'all have fun. Thank you, Blake. Thank you, Blake. Uh, uh, since I'm the the Sid a uh, uh, fan here. Yeah, I took Team WWE. Of course, we have Sid. He's the captain. He uh, hits cleanup. He plays first base. Okay. Uh, the Miz. He won MVP at some celebrity softball game. Oh yeah, that's he's right. on the team. Okay. Uh, he's a lefty though, I think. So he can't play. He has to play outfield. Uh, Braun Strowman. Mm-hmm. His, His dad, dad is like a, a one of the greatest softball players like ever. He holds some sort of record for most home runs. Um. Kurt Hawkins, I don't know if he plays, but he's a huge Mets fan. Oh, yeah, okay. So he would be on the team. Uh, Daniel Bryan, again, I don't know if he plays, but he was involved in the whole San Francisco Giants thing when mm-hmm. they won the World won the World Series and they started doing the yes chant. Uh, Leo Rush, again, I don't know if he plays baseball, but we need someone to, to, to roam center field to catch everything. Mm-hmm. He's incredibly fast. Uh, next, two wrestlers who utilize baseball punches, Kushida, and no way, Jose. They're on the oh, team. Yeah, okay. And finally, uh, I'm, I apologize, I mispronounced his name. Rinku Singh. Uh, he's an NXT developmental. He won a, a reality show called Million Dollar Arm. It was signed to a contract by the Pittsburgh Pirates. Mm. Played some minor league ball. 
He can play third base. Okay. That's my team. Cool. Here's my team. Uh, the Young Bucks, Kenny, Penta, Awesome Kong, Ty Dillinger, J- Jim Ross, <laughs> Excalibur, and Jimmy Hammock. I wonder if Jimmy Hammock even knows what baseball or softball is. I don't know. Of course, Excalibur has to play in his mask, right? Uh, yeah, of course. Yeah. See, with my people, they think it's like a beer league. So, like, whatever. They don't care. Oh, Team WWE wins. Sid, Pen- Sid, don't, Sid doesn't play beer leagues, man. Penta's like, you know, yo quiero un cerveza y baseball. <laughs> JR comes out there to the, the, Hus- the Huskers music. You know, Sooners. The Sooners, Sooners. whatever he is. <laughs> and he's like, all right, here we go. Time to play ball. I'm going to hit this ball. going to be a real slobber knocker. <laughs> and then, uh, I mean, you know, Kenny probably has a good – he just likes to have a good time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, he's a really good athlete, as are the young boys. I mean, no, your, your guys probably win, but <laughs> oh, yeah, my totally guys win. have hella fun. Okay. You guys take it way too seriously. That's fine. My guys are there to have beer. Next question from – the hell? What are you wearing? Man, we changed our shirts all of a sudden. Next, we got a question from Wayne Maker. Wayne Maker. Hello, Stephen Larson. Wayne Maker out. I've got a match that question for you. And it's all about the old people coming back, like Paul Heyman and Eric Bischoff. So, if we were to bring back Jimmy Cornette, what team or what individual would you put him with and why? Too sweet. Oh, yeah, shake. See you later. Thank you, Wayne. Thank you, Wayne. Got something going on with your nose there? Yeah, I got a little something going on with my Can nose there. by wiping that on me. You see a, a, that very British special guest in the back there? That was me. That was you. I was there when he recorded that. Anyways, uh, Jim Cornette. Uh-huh. He comes back to WWE. They want to pair him as a manager. You're not allowed to say the revival. That's the rule that I'm making for this oh, question. Oh, yeah, that would be the obvious it's one. kind of obvious. Who would you put him with? I my my answer would probably be if once he came back, I think he's injured right now, right? Lars Sullivan. That's who I was going to say too. Okay, crap. Well, you can say Lars Sullivan. Um, I would say put him with then. Uh, uh, I'd put him with uh, Apollo Cruz. Okay. Uh, Apollo kind of has old school babyface guy going for him uh, in that he doesn't really do anything <laughs> like personality wise. He doesn't really do much beyond be kind of happy. Here's the thing about Cornette. Uh, Character-wise, he was typically heel. Uh, I think the general consensus is he's uh, kind of a heel anyways. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you'd have to put him with the heel. Uh, okay. So Lars. Yeah. Lars is decent well, on the mic. I said Lars he's reasonably place. eloquent on the mic. Uh, pair him with – he's a kind of a throwback. I guess pair him with Cornette. Lars is, Lars is, yeah, I'll, I'll just stick with Lars. Lars is like 80s ugly also. Yeah. You know, and that's why he would work with Cornette. And Cornette would probably love working with Lars. He probably like, would. Wow, this is what wrestling should be. Gigantic men uh, throwing fists at each other. And, and on nothing top of that, but. how much would you love to see like an uncensored version of, what is it called, Ride Along? Yeah. <laughs> with Cornette because obviously if you like pay attention to Cornette's Twitter, uh, he's obviously... Probably, and if you pay attention, if you if you pay attention to both Cornette's Twitter and bodybuilding message boards, uh, politically they seem to be on opposite ends of the spectrum. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, good good answers there. Thank yeah. you, Wayne. Thanks, Wayne. It was great to see you. Uh, a couple text questions next. First, from the Howdy Doodly Champ, 
<clears throat> he uh, says, so this week's question is from, is a communal effort from the Discord with the help and suggestion of Butts, Sonoro Mizuki, and Henry the Horny Observer. <laughs> what is up with these names? <laughs> Henry the Horny Observer. <laughs> what does he observe? Why is he horny? I don't know, man. <clears throat> so our, our mission is to recast Val Venus, the Godfather, Beaver Cleavage, uh, Mr. Ass, and Mark Henry. Uh, with current WB superstars. Mark Henry, it says, doesn't have to be sexual chocolate, just sex addict. And to make it harder, it can't be Biggie. <laughs> just sex addict. Oh, man. So it's all like sex obsessed people. Yeah. Courtesy of Henry the Horny Observer, Butts, and Sonora Muzuki. All right, who could be a porn star? Who's Val Venus? Uh, oh, man. Finn. Yeah, Finn looks like a porn star. Yeah, He's always like be. half erect when that camera yeah, that's true. does a close up. On All right, who's who's the Godfather? Who's a sex trafficker? Yeah, uh, Muscle Man Dance. Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt. He All comes right. off as sex trafficker. Okay. Uh, Beaver cleavage. You. I don't even know what was his gimmick. Was he like trying to smash at his mom? Or something? I think so. <laughs> God, Dexter Loomis. <laughs> okay, there you go. Uh, Mr. Ass. Uh, 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 who's an ass man? Yeah, who's like in tremendous shape and will probably be in tremendous shape in like 20 years. I would say Finn. We already got Finn I know. as a porn star. Oh, wait, no. Okay, Finn is Mr. Ass. Val Venus is Eric Young. Okay, that's good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Love Doctor. And finally, the sex addict. <laughs> um... You know who'd be hilarious as a sex addict is Daniel Bryan. Yeah, okay, yeah. Because whenever he does like intense, it's just great. Yeah, I could see him being an intense, or he's like a he's like a chronic masturbator. <laughs> he has to like run away to like a secluded oh area <laughs> to rub it out real quick. All right. Somewhere in the woods, huh? Yeah. Or in the bowels of the arena. Oh my god! Camera finds him and he's like back there. He's like, oh god, leave me alone. <laughs> Get out of here. Get out of here. So thank you, Butts, Sonora Mizuki, and Henry the Horny Observer. You just want to say those names again. I do. And finally, one last text question from Louis Sariza. Power rank the top five feuds started by the dumbest reasons of any time from any promotion, regardless of being good or bad feud. What are feuds done uh, or uh, instigated on the thinnest, the silliest of premises? Has there ever been a time when somebody like spilled a pint or bumped into food? Isn't that kind of how? No, I guess that was during the storyline, the Seamus Cesaro one. There was a bar fight sequence in there. Yeah, but I think that's when they learned they learned to like to fight together. Um, I'm sure there's all sorts of ridiculous crap in the '90s. I'm trying to think, some of the more popular like Attitude Era ones. Um, Why did Kai and Tai want to chop off Val Venus's penis? Yeah, I was just thinking of that too. Because that's pretty silly. Oh, wasn't? Didn't he try to smash at like one of their lady friends? Oh, maybe something like that. Maybe. I feel like that's how all of Val Venus's feuds. Yeah, started. well, I mean, he's a porn star. He wanted he to was, smash. He was. Horny. He wanted to smash, man. <laughs> but you think he's a porn star? That's his day job. That's his job. Yeah. Um. Trying to okay, we'll go back to like. I don't know, the 1980s. 
How did the Von Erich? Uh, why did the Von Erichs and the uh, and the Freebirds start beefing? Because Michael PSA's uh, or because Terry Gordy, ref. Terry Gordy smashed Kerry Von Erich's head in the cage door. Was there motivation behind that though? Oh, I just, I just wanted to mess 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 stuff up, man. Yeah, I guess so. Do 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 Why did Sable and Jacqueline? Oh, that was Mark Marrow. Mark Marrow like. Didn't he fall for Jackie or something like that? He got jealous of Sable. Mm. That's like a good reason to get into a feud, though. Um, didn't Braun... Oh, Braun and Colin Jost got into a feud. Yeah, that's pretty silly. Over Colin Jost just put his foot in his mouth. Yeah, that was, was pretty that silly. That was kind of dumb. All right, we have, one, we have one of five. We have one answer. Oh, we got to come up with five? Oh, my God. Um... Mm. Oh, I know. Mm. RoboCop come to WCW because Sid joined the Horsemen. That's a good one. And S- Sting had to counter Sid's strength with RoboCop. <laughs> had to counter Sid's strength. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I think that's good. You're jet lagged. That's probably good. <laughs> yeah, I'm jet lagged. Exactly. That's a good excuse. Anyways, thanks everybody for tuning in. We appreciate it. If you want to get involved in Matt Chat, $20 on the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Thanks so much for tuning in. We appreciate it. Till next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, It can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today.